Hey, 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 it's your favorite hostess, Atiana, and I'm back with an episode called Can I Vent? And <laughs> I know once I put this out, there are going to be a certain amount of people like, oh, now you want to do it? <laughs> yes, now I want to do it. Um, I really love my podcast, and... Although the equipment was sitting underneath my bed for longer than I anticipated, um, I just, I don't know, I still, I still was recording, I'm not even gonna lie. I have so many drafts on my laptop I just haven't released. I was just, um, very, very skeptical about making this a vulnerable, styled, um, podcast, but... I feel like the best way that I can record my journey and to show those who listen my journey is to be vulnerable. I can't keep pretending that my life is perfect. I can't keep trying to hide. Um, I just, I felt like this will be a good, a good start. Can I vent? I mean, it's been like, I think over a year since I put out my last recording, so I figured I can make this sort of like a catch-up podcast (laughs) for all the time that I've missed so let's just get into it um I hope you guys been okay how you been it's been a long time uh for me I'll just start I'll just start I'll just start we're gonna start from last year last year I had gotten out of a two-year relationship and the months that followed after the breakup of course was terrible emotionally um but i had a really good set of friends to help me through that and they were great i'm not even gonna lie like i'm not friends with some of them now but i'm still thankful for them being there for me like that was a really tough time for me and anybody who's experienced a breakup like a really bad one after you know a really long relationship Having that support system there really means a lot because going through it alone could really turn left, you know. So through those months, I was doing a lot of soul searching, what I want to do, doing a lot of running away from responsibilities, hiding, um, partying, drinking, smoking, and overindulging, (laughs) just everything. And so... Like, me being on campus was, like, a big reminder of my previous relationship. So, I was like, "Ah." when, you know, New Year's hit, I was like, I do not want to get back to campus. But, bitch, you got to finish your degree. So, of course, when I came back in January, I was, like, a wreck for, like, the first week of throwing out some items that was still left behind in my dorm. And, um... I was just like, okay, I'm going to make it my business to really just make this a fresh start for me. Like, I just need to clean out everything and get everything situated, see where I'm at, see where I need to be, and just go from there. And so I was like, okay, I don't have a car, I don't have a job, let's start there. We finished the breakup, we've gone through the motions, we got to pick ourselves up. And at the time, I had, my bad, I had all this experience um in reception work and being an assistant and just desk jobs and I was like you know I really want to switch it up I already have my career path that I'm working on let's figure out let's go into something 
that I've never done before as a job. And so I went into the warehouse field. <laughs> never, ever had experience prior to this job search except for putting together flowers at a, uh, I think it was Farm Girls. It was some small warehouse in Doral. And it was fun, but like, you know, warehouse, real warehouse work, it's not necessarily like all assembly line. So the one that I got picked up for was a Jewish warehouse. And we had Passover items, freezer items, uh, freezer, wine, cooler, everything. They had everything that was like kosher products. And so the time that I got this job, it was during their Passover. So we was working 10 plus hours and I'm not even joking. Like I'm just working, 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 working. When I got this job, I didn't expect it to be that much, but the physical challenge of it was really nice because as like, even as an ex-athlete, just me being a very fit person, I love to always be doing something physical. It was great. I really loved it. So I'm working with all these men and some of them are working better than them. And I'm a competitive person. I grew up with, with boys and I've always just been a competitive person. So working with them, I was like, this is nothing. This is nothing. I worked my way up and I ended up being hired on to the company because I came through a staffing agency. So eventually I bought my car. I bought an Audi 2003, 2003 Audi Quattro. So a little sporty car, sport mode and all that stuff. It was great. Like this was, you know, this is the start of my year. I'm doing great. I picked myself up quick. I didn't waste any time. <clears throat> I was really on top of everything. Um, it was a really big and great comeback because for me, I had been taking public transportation for the longest. Like, and I was working two jobs. So when I was working two jobs, I was working the warehouse job and I was working concierge in Wynwood together before I got my car in March. So I would take the bus downtown, then take a second bus to get to Wynwood walk to my job get to my job do that shift it was a night shift then i would take a uber sleep in the uber changing the uber to get to my warehouse job and then from my warehouse job i get another uber home and then do homework so <laughs> i was just and i would do this like every day like i'm not even joking i would do this every day so when i got my car it was a really big deal for me because i was like it's paid off you know it's a cash crowd it's paid off it's in my name my name's on the title all this stuff everything is on on me i felt great and then um i was just exploring miami for those two years i was in a relationship i never really explored miami the way i wanted to so i took the opportunity once i got a car to to really get into it and i was always in north miami always at the beach I had gotten back into surfing. I was starting to do well in school. And I was really taking off. Like, my year was really great. It was very different. I finally explored everything I wanted to explore. I started dating around. I wasn't, like, you know, giving myself up. But, like, I was really getting into just dating just to date, just to have fun. You know, these are these are my young years. I'm, I turned 23 this year. Um, I went to a yacht party for my birthday. I actually got invited out onto a couple of yachts when I was like talking to this producer one time. Um, I was just, I was really just living. I was thriving, living everything and somehow still managing to be a full-time worker and a full-time student. So I was really just proud of myself, 1000% proud of myself. 
still being there for my family whenever they needed me, being able to hop on the road and go back home and take that two-hour trip like it's nothing whenever needed, you know, I was proud of myself. But I'm not going to lie, you know, like on the other side of, of all of that, I was still going through like a... Guys, you know, I still have, I had depression and anxiety. I don't know if I've ever, like, mentioned that, but I do. And dealing with it, sometimes it was, like, in the midst of being on top of my shit, I was like, is this really what I want? Is it, do I, do I have it figured out like I thought I did? You know, everybody who, I don't know what it is. Everybody who is friends with me, everybody who meets me and I tell them, you know, what I'm doing with my life, where I'm trying to go, they really think I have this shit figured out. They really think I do just because, okay, because this, let me, let me tell you how I sound. Somebody be like, oh, you know, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, what are you, what are you doing? You know, like, oh, okay, I'm in school. I'm a major in uh, political science. I'm a minor in international relations, and I'm going to graduate with a certificate in pre-law. And right now, I'm working at this warehouse, and, you know, I got this, I got this car. And people are just like, oh, my gosh, you know, like, you're doing great. Like, you, you've really got to figure. And just because I have these things and, you know, I have these, I don't, I want to say goals in mind. But, yeah, we could just say goals in mind for now. I don't have this shit figured out at all. I would love to be a lawyer. I know that I'm capable of being a really good freaking lawyer. But is it something that my heart is still into you know I've been in school my entire life never took a break is it still something that I want to do and that's where I'm sitting at because it's like as I've been on my journey to my career field I've kind of stopped through all these pit stops and seen and pursued pieces of my passion and my passion isn't necessarily being behind a desk reading and writing every single day for somebody and so I start to think to myself, even though, yes, I have this, this great life I have built for myself, um, what are we going to do about all of this? What are we going to do about all of this? Like, do I still want to be in school? Do I have the finances to quit school, get my own place, um, and pay bills and still pursue my passion, like, full-time while still being a full-time worker and, you know, doing my bills? Can I do it? Am I willing to do it? Will I be successful in even pursuing my passion? Or will it just be a waste of time and I should have just finished up my degree? Like, you know, I have all these thoughts in my mind. And it's just so hard to even sort through them while I'm, like, in the midst of still being a student and a full-time worker. And this is just me, like, being probably July, I want to say I started really getting into this thought process of like, what the fuck, you know? Um, it hit me pretty hard around my birthday. And then after my birthday, I was like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I know I'm still in school. I know that uh, I'm still here. I'm still located in Miami. I want to leave campus. I no longer associate with campus. I no longer um, even consider myself to be like a a student who lives here because if you see the way my apartment is, where my apartment is, it's like literally on the edge of campus, right by the light. And so when I had my car, I would just honestly be here in my room doing homework and then whatever I need to do in the room and I would just leave. Like my car has a little path where it goes straight out to the road 
and I'm, I'm off. I never go into campus unless I absolutely have to. But other than that, I'm always outside of campus doing my own thing. So it's just like I know for a fact I don't want to be a part of this college life anymore. It's sort of like a been there, done that type of thing. I know that um, I love other things like that could <laughs> that pertain to hygiene. Like I'm really big on that stuff, and I would love to be an esthetician. I would love to like really dive into that and be my own businesswoman and open up with products and stuff that's in that you know that pertains to your skin. I want to really get into that. And it was even a point where I even opened up a, like a little hygiene store, or at least I tried and I had all, I still have the business cards really. But my point is, I've noticed that my head just isn't in the game like I thought it was, like it used to be. And <sighs> that in itself just pushes the depression out. Because it's like, man, I don't have anyone to show me the way. I'm the first in my family to ever do this. This is this is all on me. I don't have anyone to get great advice from. I don't have anyone to help me take a break, to show me how to take a break. I don't necessarily take breaks at all. So, like, I don't even really know what that looks like if I were to take a break. Um, I always feel like I need to be doing something. And it's just a really hard thing because, for me, I never want to I never want to go back home. I never do. I want to, I got pushed out of the nest and I want to stay out the nest. That's just my mindset. I don't want to go back. Once you've been pushed out, you never want to return, you know? And for me, it's like 1000% a pride thing. But um, yeah, like that's why I was, that's kind of like what my year started turning into. And while I was at my job, you guys, I was just thriving in there. I got certified on the electric um, forklift, on the electric pallet jack. I was checking out, uh, I was checking the quantity and quality of all the outgoing um, orders and stuff like that. Didn't gain any friends in there. <laughs> Maybe like one, I have like one good coworker that was great out there. And um, yeah. I tried to gain a friend on campus because I, I was in, in the midst of my dating era. I was like, okay, I'm more outgoing than I thought. Like, I could turn it on and off. I just have social anxiety. So, like, I have to be mindful of that. But I'm I'm not bad with going out. I can do it. And there was a, a friend, well, a friend of mine. There was this guy that was always trying to talk to me. And in my head, you know, I'm like, I'm not looking for nothing. I'm not trying to, you know, especially I just wasn't feeling it. But, like, eventually... It was like a friendship extension. So I'm like, okay, we could be friends. And we just started talking and just being cool and everything. And just as soon as that friendship got off the ground, it crashed and burned. Because <laughs> my friend always, or, or this person always wanted to discuss gossip of people on campus. And like I just mentioned, I'm never on campus. I'm never involved with campus activities. I don't know none of these people who live on campus. I just know where my room is at, where all these other buildings are at, because I walk around, and I've been here long enough, and and that's that. <laughs> Any Anything else in between, it, it's it's not of interest to me. So when all they wanted to do was gossip, 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 I'm like, I don't even know these people. The fact that you're showing me their Instagram pages is a little, uh, it's definitely a red flag to me, because these people don't even know you. You know of these people, and you done found their whole social media websites, like all of them. And I just, like, 
told this person, like, you know, if we're going to continue to be cool, we, I just want our conversation to be more than shit that's going on on campus that has nothing to do with you or I. Like, like this has nothing to do with none of us. I would understand if maybe they, like, did you wrong and you got a story to tell me, but they, they don't even know you. <laughs> they don't even know you. So what are we doing, really? I'm not the type of person to just sit and talk about people. That's not me. Then I found out they was, like, older than me, and I was like, oh, no. Nah. <laughs> it, was, it, it was just like, if I'm talking to someone uh, as a friend and they're slightly older than me and they they act or speak on things as if they were younger than me it's just an automatic no for me so I should have dealt with that that little friendship better by exiting I should have been more I don't know I told them they didn't change it so I just I just stopped talking to them I didn't even tell I just stopped talking to them because I already told you what it was so the same amount of time that I gained a friend I lost a friend and I never really when I never looked for friends, but like I never even thought of a friendship after that because I was like, maybe that's how all the kids on campus are, and I'm not really interested in being caught up in no drama or gossip. I have my own set of shit to deal with. If I want, if I'm going to talk to a student on campus, I really want it to be a student who is on the same, you know, same note as me, like trying to get their shit together, maybe first generation or even someone who just you know, out here figuring this shit out, and I could really talk to them, like, somebody I could relate to, I can't relate to somebody who just worried about the next person, because that's not me, so that's what I was going through with the whole friend thing, and being in my depression, it was like, it sucks that I don't have anyone here in Miami that I know of, and, like, even though I was dating around, I'm not turning these people into my friends, you know what I'm saying, I'm not turning these people into people I just... I'm I'm just, I don't want to say exposing myself, but like just telling them all my business, you know? I don't know why, but I didn't want to do that. If I'm dating them, I would just want to keep it at the, the fun tip because that was in my head their purpose. <laughs> like, I didn't want to just let them in on everything. It's just like when I'm ready to have fun and step out of my life for a little bit, those people are there. And yeah, that's another thing. Like, aside from school, aside from work, I was dating around. And it felt a little weird at first, because, like, when you come out of a long relationship, it's like, this is really what the dating pool looks like. <laughs> like, these people are lames. Like, these people are on some games. They always want to... It's The dating pool now is just... It's different, and it's a turnoff, really. And when I was dating around, I was exploring myself on different levels and things I do and don't like still. I mean, I'm always learning what I do and don't like because it's like there's so many things out there for you to try. You know what I'm saying? But when I was dating these people, there was this one person. Look at me. I'm about to step out of my comfort zone. Okay, so I was talking to this person. And I ended up falling way harder than I expected. And we both had told each other we we didn't want a relationship. And I was really on that. Like, I was not looking for nothing. I did not want anything. You know what I'm saying? Especially in my head, I know people are like, oh, you don't have to have a time frame on when you're done with the last relationship. But, like, when you're come for me in my head, when I'm coming out of something that I've, I had for two years, I do not want to jump into something else. That's not even something I'm really looking for. When it comes to those sort of things, I think of the things I did wrong, what I didn't do wrong, and how I can move forward. But 
my time frame for myself is definitely going to be over a year after coming out of a two-year relationship just for myself so I don't lose myself so I don't forget who I am so I don't lose my worth like all of that is tied into how I feel about that situation so that's just me personally but yeah I was talking to this person and when I noticed I was falling hard I just kept blocking them and cutting them off and cutting them off and this person either was really patient or also had other people they were talking to like me and they just patiently always took me back always took me back always took me back and um I think I had gotten really comfortable with the with the idea of just cutting them off 24 7 whenever you know something I felt like I didn't like or whenever I felt like my feelings were getting too involved I would just want to cut it off but in the end I couldn't deny I had really felt for this person and I had never I felt like I had experienced love but it made me question that feeling (laughs) it made me question if I had experienced love at all um if I've ever felt love before and if I've ever loved someone before I know that's a lot to say that's like god damn like what you was just I know I know I know but hey you know you live and you learn so this is what really hit me crazy and I was just like like what am I gonna do like I really I might actually you know la 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 this person and (laughs) what are you gonna do about it because both of y'all don't want a relationship and the greatest thing about this person was the same type of time that I'm on the same mindset of we're first generation we got to get this shit out of the mud it was the same type of mindset with this person and like yeah they they have a family who could help support them and stuff like that but they was really doing all the all their stuff by themselves they had their own crib their own car good job in school same type of time as me so I had really fell for that person and I think it was this one night in particular this is when I knew (laughs) I had came over um both of us had just came from work come over we're talking in the living room they had made us some tea um they had a project in the living room on the table uh and they were just explaining to me they want to be a airplane engineer so they're going over how they created this airplane wing from scratch in the shop and as they're explaining how they did the rivets if I, I think that's what they said it was called like they went over the rivets and stuff like that it was just the whole the whole hearing someone talk about their passion is hot like it just it does something to you you know because it's just like great you really see a different side of that person and so they're going over it they're like yeah I had to do this I had to do that the math for this is a lot more than you would expect and I'm just taking it all in like wow I didn't expect you know I just think of airplanes as airplanes. I don't think anything more of it. And for some people, when you're in a particular field, what some people see as something small, slight, insignificant is completely a big deal to that person in that field. So listening to to him, I could say him. I'm not even going to say that person. Listening to him and, and, you know, seeing him get excited about something and really talking about that passion really showed me, like, damn, am I in my right field? Like, this person made me question myself and I love that in people 
I love to hear different perspectives. I love to get different insights. I love to be taught something. It it really ignites something in me because my whole life, I just see it as one giant learning experience. No matter how old I get, I feel like I'll never be too old to learn something new. So when I was sitting there with him and, you know, again, he had made us tea, so I'm drinking the tea while he's um, explaining his project to me. I was just like... Yeah, <laughs> this is definitely that feeling I think it is. There was like it wasn't even butterflies that hit my stomach. It was just this feeling for that person. I was just like, damn, bro, this is as the night progressed. I felt it even more. And from that day forward, I was just like, I think and I can only say this now because back then I was just like, why the fuck do I feel like I la 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 this person like what was it what was I kept racking my brain I'm just not coming to grips it was definitely that moment I fell for that person that hard and um yeah so you know I'm putting myself in a situation of possibly having feelings for someone while I'm trying to figure out what the fuck I'm doing with myself and this whole year was just spent um experiencing different different things I've never experienced before because I've never experienced falling for somebody that I can't necessarily have really and yeah because I wasn't going to go through the motions of pretending that I didn't have feelings for this person or well we both had feelings for one another but like on that level you know what I mean I wasn't going to pretend I didn't feel that for him and go through what we were going through I wasn't going to continue doing it. So it's only recently that I told him he wasn't good for me and that I just kind of like cut things short. Um, uh, I definitely blocked him. I, wasn't to, I didn't want to end it that way. I really didn't. I really didn't. I really didn't. But it was just more so of like a, whenever I block someone, whenever I cut someone off, it truly, and I don't do it often, okay? But when I do it, I feel like I'm doing myself a great service. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm doing something right. Like I'm looking out for my best interests. And that's why I blocked him. So I was like, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And he, and if he don't say nothing, then I'm just going to. So I just, let's just say that's how I ended it. But like while I was talking to that, talking to him, I was like dating around. And when I was dating around, it was great because it was like these people were taking me out on stuff. Like there's this one girl who had like took me out on a boat, took me out to dinner, had us a hotel room. Like I had went out with this producer dude. He took me out to a nice dinner. Um, again, I, I don't know what it is with people in Miami. They like to take you out on boats. I've been out on a boat ride at nighttime. It's just I was just I was living. I was really living. So that's why I was really confused why I had fell so hard for when, what for this person out of all the people I was dating around with. But it was just, it was that night, bro. I don't, I don't know. Like, when I talked to these different, like, even when I talked to the producer, dude, it was like, you could tell his passion had died. You could tell that he was in a life that he had once built for himself, that he really wanted to be a part of, that he was really passionate about, but he was just really burnt out. He was burnt out, and he didn't want to change his lifestyle. But he had passions in other places. And for me, I love to be surrounded by people who, no matter what 
if something doesn't feel right with their spirit, with their soul, they no longer feel like they're into it. They leave and they go find the place where they do feel right, where they do feel whole, where they do feel passionate still. And I really like to be around those type of people. So maybe that's why I didn't fall for him. And the girl didn't really, she she didn't really, um, I don't want to say she didn't have nothing she really was passionate about, but like passion for me is just, it, it comes with that grit, that determination. I could relate to you, you know? If there's things that are great about a person and I just can't relate on another level, I feel like that's where um, the disconnect comes for me. And I, I, that's just something I noticed through dating for myself. And see, that's another great thing. I know people always feel like you're supposed to date to end up in a relationship. That's not necessarily the case. You can date just to date. You, if you always expect that a relationship is going to come out of dating, I feel like you're really doing yourself a great disservice. And I feel like it would be better if people just take dating for what it is and they just accept the fact that it can or, or won't end up in a relationship. You know, you'll have a lot more fun that way. And I did. I had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed myself. So, yeah, I fell for that person. What else happened within all this time? Um, I don't know. I really explored Miami. I found a lot of eating places. I was, um, I think the one thing that I have not done <laughs> that everybody typically does is going to jet skis. Still haven't gone. Like, uh, there was this, I think it was another guy that I was talking to. Um, his family had money. They had jet skis, and I remember us going out there, but then it started raining. And and over here, I was just like, it's raining. Why? <laughs> like, it doesn't rain too, too often, but when it does, it does. So that one time of me being able to go out on jet skis never happened. But yeah, that was like my whole romantic life summed up. This person, he basically had... He low-key almost made me feel like I was about to be taken out the game. Like, I had to take myself out of the game because I was like, you know what? I'm just going to need to come back to myself, get myself together, and, and really focus on what I got going because a relationship is honestly the last thing I need right now. If I'm having all these thoughts and um, all these moments, I feel like it's best to really stay to myself until I have it together because I never want to be codependent on another person for a certain feeling I want to have myself together and to share my life with someone else you know what I mean for me to be whole and to share my life with someone else not to be half and make someone feel like they're my other half and without them I'm nothing like that's not what I want to do so that was work that was school and then it got a little out of hand with my job at the warehouse it was just the most toxic work environment I had ever been in. It was just consistent talking behind the back and gossiping and spreading bad things and having all these negative opinions that was like low-key carrying weight with my coworkers, people treating me differently. And I've never paid attention to other people's, like, the way they are. I just, I don't pay attention to negative energy, period. Just period. It just doesn't, again, it has no interest to me. I have no interest in it. But it got to a point where it was interfering with my work. It was interfering with me 
completing my job successfully. And so I was like, okay, I have to leave. Like I have to, I have to get out of this work environment. The males in here are getting a little bit more aggressive towards me when I declined their offers for things. And so I was like, okay, I need to find a new job. So I found a job. It was admin. It was an administrative. Oh my gosh. An ad. Oh my gosh, why can't I say the word? Administrative assistant. There we go. Um, down in Miami Beach. And I was like, okay, you know, I got the job. They own salary. It was great. The job was about to be great. And as I closed the deal on that job, I finished out my two weeks with the job at the warehouse. The motor on my 2003 Audi Quattro went out while I was on the side of the road. Just went out on me. Uh, it's a brand new everything in that car, except for a transmission. Ooh, excuse me. And I was just like, fuck. Like, fuck. I, what, what the fuck do I do? What the fuck do I do? What the fuck do I do? And right before my car had, my, my motor went out, I was like going to the beach every single night because I picked up surfing again. So I was out surfing and drinking. Like, my depression had hit me so hard because I'm like, and that mindset of, I really don't know what the fuck I'm doing, although people may think I have it put together. I really am confused about what direction I want to go into. And I don't have anyone to really, like, talk to this shit. You know, I don't really have anyone to talk to about with this stuff who can really, like, give me proper advice it really just put me in the right direction i don't want to just vent and just to vent like i want to vent and receive positive and good valuable feedback and i didn't have that so i was like you know just gonna do the best i can to kind of like channel this somewhere and at first i was like okay i'm gonna do it healthy i'm gonna go running and i'm gonna jump rope and i just wasn't feeling it like <laughs> I'm just going to be real. It didn't feel as good as me going to the beach and getting drunk and drunk surfing under the moonlight. It just, it just wasn't the same. Like I felt so alive out there and I'm at, I'm at, I'm at the beach at nighttime. So I felt more alive doing that for those few seconds and letting my anger out a little bit than I guess coping with it in a positive way. <clears throat> and I didn't really want to pick up therapy then. I was just like, I can, I can figure this out. But, um, yeah, I, I'm now here where my car motor went out and I had to sell my car to the junkyard. And anybody who had to, who's had to sell it to a junkyard knows that you're not getting nothing back from the amount of money you put into your car how much you bought it for so I was like really shit out of luck like I had to decline the job offer even though I had everything fucking set up I had to decline the job offer and I had ended my job with the with the warehouse so I just was like I'm well I'm back to square one <sighs> I'm back to square one and it's just like what do you do? Like, <laughs> I know you're like, you know, you already know what to do. Like, but it's just, fuck, you know, when you come from nothing and you make it to something 
and then you're back to nothing again, it's like you feel the world is ending. You feel like everything you did was for absolutely nothing. Like nothing will ever go your way. And I feel like I always have to pick myself up. I always have to put together the pieces of myself. I always have to start from scratch. And being a student on top of all of that is really working my nerves. <laughs> it's really it's really getting to me. And it's hard to even open up about this type of conversation because it's like, in my head, it could always be worse. It could always be harder. I could have accidentally had a child. I could have probably been sent back home and having to deal with those finance, financial issues and burdens and stuff like that. Like, I could have... I could have died night surfing. One night I was drunk. <laughs> Almost drowned. <laughs> I can laugh now. I can laugh now. I know you're like, oh my gosh, what the fuck? But I was laughing because I had fell off my board and fucked up my knee where I had already had a scab. And for some reason, when this uh, homeless man was like on shore, like watching me, when he was... <laughs> He, like, booed me and then laughed. Like, I don't know why that shit was so funny while I was drunk. So, yeah, I could have drowned. Like, things just could have been worse. There's so many points in my life besides surfing where my life could have ended and that could have been it for me. The life that I got myself out of when I left Fort Myers was really dangerous. And I never speak on it with people because I feel like that's nothing to really... It's nothing to gloat about and it's nothing to really talk about because... Everything that I did, all the dangerous parts of it, I fixed them and made sure it never, you know, gets back to me. Gets I get caught up in that mess. But I really pushed myself to move out of a very hostile um, environment, a very hostile lifestyle. So here I am. And if these are my problems, if these are my issues, then I know that I can get through them. I know that I can really push myself. But it's like, you can't deny the feelings that you have. You know that you're going to get it done. You know that at the end of the day, it's not the end of the world. But it's just like, damn. (laughs) This is really what adulthood is like. There are no breaks. There's no one there. There's no safety nets. You just have to do all this shit by your fucking self. No one's coming to save you. No one's coming to help you. No one's coming to put the pieces together for you. You have to do absolutely everything by yourself, for yourself. For yourself. And like, as I'm going through depression, I try to hold on to that thought of, you can fucking do this. You can do this. Feel sad now. If you need to cry, cry. But at the end of the day, you can fucking do it. And even though I think like that, it was crazy because the as they were carrying my car away, on the tow truck I was just like I should be crying I could not cry for nothing I couldn't cry for nothing I took a walk around campus and I was just like fuck like everything I worked for the beginning of the year I'm leaving this year the same way I came in with nothing with nothing um so what do you want to do? Like, do I want to start working? Do I want to, I'm at a point where I could restart. What do I want to change? What do I want to be different? What do I want to be the same? How am I going to go about this? 
do I want to fucking do this anymore? Like, all of this instead of crying. Because I really worked my ass off to get that fucking car. Like, my ass off. When I was in a two-year relationship, I was taking the bus. Before before they had got a car, I was taking the bus, public transportation, like, every day. So, going basically, I say, yeah, I guess two years taking public transportation all together. Yeah, and back then I was working two jobs, too. So, if I could do it, if I did it before, I could do it again. That's the mindset that I'm trying to like keep myself. If I did it before, I could do it again. If I did it before and I had that that person in my life, because everybody knows when you're in college and you have a relationship, that shit is hard as fuck to do on top of like all your studies. And especially since me, I was studying and doing work. Like that shit is 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 a lot. It's time consuming. If I could do all of that stuff that I did in the past, I could do it again. It's just why the fuck do I have to keep reinventing and 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 restarting and picking myself up again? Like why? That's just where my mind was when I when I had to give my car up. Like I just can't believe I have to do this shit all over again. I just can't believe I have to do this shit all over again. But um another thing that crossed my mind was I can't imagine what it would be like to be a mother right now. And this stuff crossed my mind because every time I go on Facebook, right, I'm not really active on my accounts. The only thing I'm active on is Twitter. Um, and I watch TikTok, but like other than that, that's that's it for me. So I go on my Facebook page mostly for the marketplace if I'm selling something or if I want to pick something up. And every time I go on Facebook, there's somebody else who's getting married that I know. <laughs> There's somebody else having a child, posting their child, you know, and I'm just like, while I'm going through all these trials and tribulations in college, I couldn't imagine being a mother, being back at home, working, being in a relationship, and just like, I can't imagine that for myself right now. That's like a whole, a whole another lifestyle that's different for me, that. I'm sure it's difficult in times like this with the whole pandemic. Like this pandemic has placed a whole different set of obstacles in my life. And for some reason, all I kept thinking was if I had a child, it would be so much more difficult, so much more difficult. So when I think to myself, it could be worse. I could be like, I could have accidentally brought a child into this world and had to deal with a whole nother set of problems. So the fact that I was safe, and the fact that I was cautious and the fact that I could have wrecked out from drinking and coming home on those nights from the beach and all the dangerous situations I was putting myself in prior to that with dating and stuff like, you know, again, it could be worse. I just keep telling myself that I feel like that's not a good thing to tell yourself, but it just it could be worse. My situation could be more difficult. It could be more complicated. It could be something that I'd really have to dig myself out of that could take years. But I did that shit within months. Not even a full year. So I I, I really try to tell myself that, um, you know, life is difficult right now. But bitch, it's not over. It's not over. 
and you know with depression comes suicidal thoughts as I like to say just like flipping the switch I've thought about flipping the switch I think everyone does at some point but um dealing with depression you think about it more often and I'm thankful for still being here I'm thankful for still pushing myself through that stuff because all this time that I've had um, from the moment I recorded my first podcast till now, my life has changed tremendous, tremendously. And I couldn't imagine if I would have listened to those thoughts of flipping the switch last year, the year before, you know, how much I would have missed out on actually turning my life around. I feel like I think about flipping the switch because it's my easy way out of dealing with all the shit that I'm going through. And for that, I would feel like a coward and I pride myself and being way more than a coward, acting in a very, uh, I have a lot of integrity, dealing with everything with integrity, so, I don't know, man, (laughs) like, let's see, where do, what do we cover, (laughs) school, work, romantic life, mental health, like, I just know the pandemic has put so many restraints on Things that you you can do, and it's affected your mental. I just know everybody feels that. But for me, it was just like, I already deal with social anxiety. The only interactions I was having for a while was having roommates. And I thank God that they never gave me my own dorm. Because if I would have had my own dorm, that off switch would have probably, that night of of thinking like that would have probably been successful. So, again, things could be worse. I am doing the best that I can. And this life is very difficult. But I'm 23. And I'm not trying to give up. I'm not trying to pretend like this shit was supposed to be easy. I thought it wouldn't, you know, knock me down eight months. In eight months. But um, I'm still here. And I guess, you know... The best thing, the best piece of advice that I can give out of coming out of my failure of this year is never give up. I know that's like so corny and that's like the one thing everyone says, but man, if I would have gave up earlier this year, it wouldn't have been as as eventful as it was. Like I had an eventful ass year. Did I fail? Yes. Did I fall la 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 when I shouldn't have? Yes. Did I quit a job that I was making really good fucking money at because I was getting harassed? Yes. Did I? It's just a lot of shit, you know what I mean? But like at the end of the day, like I never gave up. I kept fucking pushing and here I am. I'm still alive. I'm still capable of getting a job. I'm still more than capable of finishing my degree. I'm still more than capable of getting my own car of possibly getting to a place where I finish my degree, maybe take a break to focus on my passions, and then hop into law school. The possibilities are endless for me because I'm not giving up. And I have that mindset of I will never give up till breath leaves my body. So with that thought, I feel like you could do anything if you think like that. It's hard to get through depression in a time like this because, like, you know, human interaction has is, is changed completely because of the pandemic. But, um, you know, even if you don't have friends and you don't have people, try to push yourself to go out to environments where they're there. 
and you have an opportunity to talk to someone I never really I have I have one good friend that I just let everything out and I just say everything to them but other than that I don't just vent to people like that you know and that's why I was like you're crazy if you think you're gonna just vent to this mic like that but here I am I didn't expect to really say all of this stuff but um yeah my life's crazy shit's gonna change your life may be crazy but shit is gonna change if you believe it if you for real for real feel like in your heart that you could change your position in life and make it better then that shit will happen it will happen none of none of this stuff in this world is even like real (laughs) like all this shit is made up you can always change everything so don't let an imaginary system beat you you could change your life honestly just by starting to change the way that you think but all right my loves i appreciate all the love and support i get from posting my episodes and sharing ideas remember take a minute to breathe today this is your favorite hostess Atiana signing out until next time <laughs>